What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, August 14th, 2019. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the Rogue One, Gary Witta. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. You're wearing your Binford shirt. I like that. Binford good, tools. Good, good home improvement. Use, use them for all my home improvement projects. Exactly. There you yeah, go. I'm glad you got it. I thought that might be a little old school for you. No, for me, please. You grew I up on home improvement? Time. I didn't grow up on watching it. Uh, like, I. It, I I grew up with it on like it's premiering seven o'clock. Yeah, but it would have been right in the zone for you, like in the nineties. You were a child in the nineties. When it came, when yeah. it finally came to Fox on syndication, that's oh, when I, I, I yeah. watch the two Simpsons they put back to back or whatever. And I think maybe before it was kind of same for me because when I because in in at least up until like the late nineties, I was still growing up in the UK. Sure. So I didn't get it until yeah, I discovered it in syndication as well. Sure. I yeah. was thinking this morning actually just on the ride in. Yeah. I was thinking about Home Improvement because I was wearing the shirt and I was thinking how it could be on Disney Plus. It could be because Disney ah, owns ABC. Sure, 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 um, sure. You know, Disney's got so much great content they can deploy yeah. in the upcoming, uh, you know, Assault, platform wars. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> the streaming service. This wars is going to be the next. I was, I was just down in LA. I had some. You know, I was talking to some Hollywood executive type people, and they right, were like saying we're talking the same about you thing. were down there meeting. You with had like, you had the Cola Wars in the eighties. Yeah, you had the console wars in the nineties. Yeah, you had like the Blu-ray DVD HD DVD platform okay, wars. I don't know if that Remember that? Was, I mean, that was over in a heartbeat. That was like the six day war. That was quick. But this this is going to be the next big one. Yeah, Disney, Apple. Amazon is this Netflix. a clue as to what you went down there to work on? Because no, you still just, won't tell no, me. Just, you still just, won't tell me about your meetings. No, it's just like when you have general meetings, you talk about general things, and that's one of the things that's kind of in the air supply right now. Is sure. like what's going to happen with all these you know, big services. content platforms? Yeah, yeah. There's, you know, it's not sustainable. All of them are going to survive. I don't think. Gotcha. Um, but you know, we're talking about. It's almost like going back to the. It's almost like. Going back to old school television, you know when we were when we were when you were growing up, you had ABC, NBC, CBS, and then you had Fox was yeah. added on right in the nineties. Yeah. Big and Fox came. It's, and, and each of those and each of those channels had a bunch of programming. Yeah, that's what it's going to be in the future. You're going to have Netflix, Disney Plus, Apple, but now I'm paying Amazon, for each one of those Hulu. services. Yeah, but that's still that's true. But that still ends up cheaper than what you would pay for old fashioned cable. Back well, in the well, days, of, well, well, back in the days of broadcast. Well, back in the days of rabbit ears, yeah, yeah. But you, you don't really want to go back to that, do you? No, God, no, Jesus, I don't care. You remember watching the old TV Guide channel? Yeah, of and course. Waiting chat, for it to scroll. And, and, and if, God, it, if you missed it, you got to wait for it to come yeah, around again. Come on, we comes. can't go back sucks. to that. God, no, I never want to go back. I don't no. care. Take all my money. Yeah. Uh, are you? We, you know how we like to, <laughs> we like to uh, pimp our wares and things. Yeah. Are you? Have you? Uh, you probably haven't. I said, missed. Are, do, what are you doing this weekend? Are you allowed to talk about that? Silicon Valley Comic Con. Okay. Yeah. People, can, people can come see you there. Yeah. Silicon Valley Comic Con. Um, we're leaving tomorrow. It starts on Friday. Where is it? San Jose Convention Center. Oh, so you're like, oh, but you're. Yeah, that makes sense. You're staying down there. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna we have a we have a a room. At the uh, at the don't hotel, tell, don't say where it is. Other people people will be coming up, knocking on the doors all day long. We'll be there for it. We'll be there for a few days. Yeah, um, Friday, Saturday, and some of Sunday up until like around lunchtime. Sunday will be there. Okay, um, but I've got panels on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Wow, and you're actually working uh, for a living. No, I'm doing some real. So I'm moderating. I'll tell you what I'm doing because I finally Please found do. out Please one do. of these actually really. <laughs> one of these actually. Someone fr- finally told me what I signed up for. I know. I, I've got to tell you though. There's a kicker to this though because sure. I'm actually freaking out about okay. one of them. Okay. Okay. So Friday. Let me see if I can remember this right. Friday, I'm doing uh, the science. It's I think it's called NASA and Star Wars. Okay. The science of science fiction. Okay. And oh, it's yeah. and I'm I'm moderating. Okay. I'm the moderator. Sure. Uh, so I have to come. Actually, I definitely I, know you're not the scientist. <laughs> well, so after after I'm done here, I actually have to go home and write my. I was, oh shit! I'm moderating this thing. Fuck! I need to come up with some questions. Sure. So uh, there's four people on the panel. You're gonna you're gonna love this. Okay. Um, uh, two people from NASA. Uh-huh. One I think is like the is the head of their like astrobiology department. Okay. And the other one is like another senior NASA guy, like serious NASA scientists. 
Um, and then two people from the Star Wars world. Okay. One of them is... In Ewok. One of them is a guy called... I'm gonna, I hope I don't get the name wrong. One of them is a guy called Bill Herring. Okay. Bill Herring's the guy who operates BB-8. In all, of the, in all of the movies, he's the, he basically plays BB-8. Sure, the same way that like Kenny Baker played R2D2 in the original movies, and I believe he's I believe he's played the Porgs as well. Like he's operated the Porgs. Okay, of course, very um, important. And a, and a guy called Paul Blake who played Greedo in the original Star Wars. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck, that's cool. <laughs> right? Holy crap. Right? So you're telling me that an explosion first, in space man. wouldn't give off that much fire. Well, Greedo, your response. <laughs> so this is the thing. I actually, I actually, I actually anticipate some fireworks, because if these NASA nerds yeah. start going in on, well, actually, you can't go faster than light, blah, 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 yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to start telling them to fuck off, because like my opinion is that the science of Star Wars is whatever the storytelling needs it to be. Sure, it's a galaxy far, gives, far away. Right, There's exactly. It can rules. just be whatever you want it to be. They got two suns in one I place. I think in things like Star Trek and Interstellar, you know, kind of more movies that are based, things sure. that are more based in hard science, like, yeah, you, yeah. or even something like Armageddon. I understand how, like, scientists get their panties in a bunch over stuff like that because they take tremendous liberties with what is supposed to be a real-world scenario, like yeah. going to drill a hole in an asteroid and what have you. But in Star Wars, which I always believed is more of a, more of a fantasy that happened to fairy tale that happens to be set in outer space rather than science fiction. Yeah. Um, well, I, we'll see how it goes. It's an interesting. Okay. It's okay. an interesting. That's Friday. Okay. Saturday, uh, I'm doing a panel called "From the Page to the Screen." Okay. And that is um, about the whole business of taking a, of like course. a book or a comic and turning it into a movie. Of course. And we have two good panelists because we have ones from either side. Oh, we have uh, Andy Weir who wrote The Martian. Okay. Um, and uh, you know and he's uh, he wrote another book called Artemis, which is being turned into a movie by Fox right now. So he's like, "Oh, I'm Mr. Page, and you turn my stuff into screen." And then we've got um, Miss Screen, who takes things from the page. We've got Lindsay Beer, who's a very well-known screenwriter, she's a good friend of mine. Uh, she helped adapt uh, the King Killer Chronicles. Uh, she's doing the she's doing the Magic Order for Mark Miller in Netflix okay. right now. Okay. She created uh, Sarah Burgess is a Loser on Netflix. She's done a bunch of stuff, Got but it. she but she's mostly in the business of taking people's books and comics. And turning them into screen something properties. that works to be on right. screen. Yeah. So we've got those two people. It's like awesome. both sides of the coin, and I'm moderating that. All right. What's the next and one? And then, so this is the one I'm freaking out about. Okay. Um. Don't cry. Sunday, <laughs> Sunday, I'm doing one, and it sounds totally innocuous. Yeah. yeah. It's called something like "What Makes a Good Story," and sure. it's just a generic storytelling, like how do you tell a good story kind of thing. I'm like, sure. okay, fine, I'll do that. Yeah. Um. I'm on it with a guy from... You might actually know the name. Uh, I think it might be Joe something. You might actually be able to fill in the blank for me here. It's, I think he's like the narrative director at Insomniac Games or something. Like He's the guy that, that, that oversees all the, all the narrative for Spider-Man and shit like that. Joe. Look up the name. Maybe I can find it. You, it real do, quick. No, you keep doing your okay. thing. So it's Joe something. Maybe it's Joe or John. I can't remember. Or Jim. It's something like that. It's a <laughs> That's j. making it worse I'm, for I'm me. Like a, I'm, like a bad, I'm like a bad psychic. I'm getting a j. A j? A j. Okay. Is, a j, is there a j in your life? Did someone call, <laughs> did someone call John recently pass? <laughs> oh, yeah. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's telling you he wants me to give you. He wants you to give me all your money. <laughs> I got to do it. Then. Yeah, that's a, that's perfect. Thank you. So I forget. I'm what forget- was it crossing over with John Edwards? Right. right? Oh my that god! What a, what a what a fucking uh, huckster. Um, so a guy from Insomniac. Sure. The other person on the panel, and I just found this out the other day. And you and people in the chat are either going to go holy fuck or who that who dat? Yeah. John Milius. Oh, right, right. Okay, that is that is some fucking crazy. I have to sit on a panel 
with John Milius. Fucking Red Dawn. Red Dawn. Of Red Dawn. Apocalypse Now. Conan the uh, Barbarian. Conan the Barbarian. Also known, uncredited though, for writing the USS Indianapolis speech from Jaws. I mean, this oh. guy is a fucking legend. Wow. And he's also a very, very interesting character. You know, you know that you know that you know the John Goodman character, Walter from The Big Lebowski. Yep. That character's based on John Millius. And I have to sit on a and I have to sit on a panel with this guy on Sunday. Wow. I didn't know he uh, wrote Apocalypse Now. Yeah. That's cool. He's a he's a he's a he's a bit of a legend. And a very interesting cat. So um, he's doing a couple of things. He's doing um, he's doing a spotlight panel, which is just about him and his career. He's doing another thing called the Hyborian Age, which is a panel all about Conan. And then he's doing this thing that I'm on as well. And I'm a bit nervous about it because, you know, we're not worthy and all that. Also, uh, uh, John Milius uh, credited on Homefront. Yeah, he also works around. on he's, and, uh, Medal of Honor. He's done a bunch yeah, of video yeah, game yeah. stuff. And by the way, you were thinking it's John Paquette. John Paquette, that's we, exactly right. I do right. know him, but I was hung up on J-O-H-N, because that's where my mind uh, goes. He's okay. a J-O-N. John, so it's me, that's what got me, John Paquette, and John mm. Milius are on a, sto- are on writer, a panel about storytelling. And I worry that John Milius is just going to eat us. Like, he'll just actually just well, you gotta d- keep devour him in line, us. You know what I mean? But anyway. enough about that! This is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every week, and a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show, patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. You can give us your questions, comments, concerns, everything under the video game sun. Then, tune in live to watch us recorded on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. So we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe. Housekeeping, this is my final show of the week, everybody, because tomorrow I go to Canada. Uh, Me, Tim, and Andy are all headed up to Toronto for the Canadian National Exhibition this weekend, August 16th through the 18th. We're doing two panels a day in the gaming garage. You can get the full schedule at kindoffunny.com slash events, along with links to buy your tickets. If you're playing Pokemon Go, come play Pokemon Go with me. Uh, Thank you to our Patreon producers, Blackjack and Mohammed Mohammed. Today, we're brought to you by Quip and Experian, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Six items on the Roper Report. A picker's dozen. And we very easily could have titled this Roper Report the THQ Nordic Report. Because last night THQ Nordic came out swinging. All sorts of stuff happening after Games Daily went off. So let's start with James O'Connor over at GameSpot, who reports THQ Nordic comments on Time Splitters and acquires the Darksiders developer uh, Gunfire Games. THQ THQ Nordic's new interim report has casually dropped a few big announcements on us about some major game series we haven't seen in a while. Uh, The report speaks to Deep Silver's acquisition of the Time Splitters license last year, saying that Steve Ellis, one of the series' original creators, has joined to, quote, help plot the future course of this franchise. The last Time Splitters game was in 2005, Time Splitters Future Perfect. It's been too long, Greg. Calm down over there, Barry. Is that something I should have paid attention to, Time Splitters? Because I totally slept on, on no, that franchise. No, you're fine. Don't worry yeah, about it. Tim was out. on here earlier this week. All, Where's Time Splitters? Where's Time Splitters? He didn't know this is going to happen. Who the hell cares? It was one of the greatest games of the PS2 era. Oh, sad. really? No, I slept I on it entirely. I, I, play, I played it a lot with my cousin. We loved it. Okay. But we were also dumb kids in like middle school and all that. <laughs> yeah, the reason here, uh, the reason Tim was telling me he liked it so much, right, was that it, it was like Fast and Furious before a Fast and Furious of like anything can happen. Yeah, man. You're, you're this true. thing fighting this thing. What was it? Some hamster fighting something? I don't even remember. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the report also states that Fish Labs, known for their Galaxy on Fire game series, is working on several unannounced projects and new IP. 
Furthermore, THQ Nordic announced their acquisition of Gunfire Games, the developers of Darksiders 3. In a press release, Group CEO Lars Wingfors uh, stated that they are, quote, strengthening THQ THQ Nordic's footprint in the U.S. and are adding an experienced and talented development team that we all know very well from having collaborated on Darksiders, end quote. Gary, so you don't know anything about Time Splitters? No, I mean, I've heard of it. Obviously, we've all heard of it. I remember them trying to get me to play Time Splitters 2 back in the basement. Never worked for me. It's like, all right, it's a multiplayer game. We're playing. Let's just play. Why aren't we playing Goldeneye? Why aren't we playing Perfect Dark? Let's get over there. Because they oh, had it's from perfected the, it's from that it. era. Mm-hmm. Okay, they had perfected the Goldeneye like formula with all of this kooky, wacky zaniness. I didn't need the kooky wax. You know what I mean? But it had better gunplay. Better when was the last play. time there was a Time Splitters game? Two thousand five. On what? PlayStation three. PlayStation two. PlayStation two. I believe. Yeah, that's that what I remember. Yeah, that would yeah, be PlayStation okay. two. Time Splitters Future Perfect. Yeah, it doesn't much for me, but again... Oh, no, this it is, says it right here. Okay. I know, yeah, I wasn't going to throw it in your face, so I don't want to do that too. Uh, this is THQ's bread and butter, right, of course, bringing back all these old things, taking them out. Again, doubling down even harder on Darksiders, where it's been an interesting ride, where Darksiders Definitive Edition keeps getting thrown in your face everywhere you go. They got Darksiders Genesis coming out, which again, uh, what that's... Uh, give me a quick Google on that. It's Joe Mad Studio. I want to say People Can Fly. I forget what the studio's called, something like that. Uh, but anyways, they're making Darksiders Genesis, a completely different Darksiders game, you know, kind of like a Diablo co-op game. I'm in for that. But uh, they just keep doing these weird choices, Gary. THQ all over the map, as usual. Remember, that they bought Kingdoms of Model Reckoning. They went back and got these other old franchises. They're assembling this stable of things that make them seem like the old THQ that failed. But they think they can do it right this time. Now, again, are they doing well? Yes, according to this report, their, their, their finances are good. They're not, they're not in trouble with this, right? I don't believe them. Did you find out what studio it is? Uh, for for which game? Darksiders Genesis, Dark Joe Mad Studio. Genesis. Anyways, uh, jumping way ahead from GamesIndustry.biz, THQ Nordic uh, enjoyed a strong first quarter for revenue and profit. Uh, so I mean, like they're doing well. And if that wasn't enough, there's more THQ Nordic info for you. So don't even don't even base your opinion on what's happening right now with that because they had so many news stories out of the last 24 hours. Number two, Dead Island Two is still on its way, but it's on to its third developer. <clears throat> this is Matt Perslow over at IGN. Dead Island 2 developer Sumo Digital has concluded work on the project and will not be working with new developer Dan Buster Studios as work continues on the long-standing zombie game. In a statement to IGN, Sumo Digital said, quote, As noted in today's announcement, Dan, Busters is na- Dan Buster Studios is now the lead developer for Dead Island 2. This transition has been planned for some time and has no impact on Sumo's business or financial outlook. We look forward to Dead Island 2's release, and we wish our partners at THQ Nordic great success. The UK-based studio also confirmed that, quote, Sumo has concluded work on Dead Island 2, rather than working as a support studio alongside new lead developer Dan Buster Studios. The company offered no indication as to if the progress they achieved on Dead Island 2, which it worked on between 2016 and 2019, will be transferred over to Dan Buster Studios, or if the new developer will be starting from scratch. Dan Buster Studios' new position as Dead Island 2 developer was announced earlier today by publisher THQ Nordic. This is from the financial report where all these stories are pretty much coming from. This is the third developer associated with the project. It was originally in development at Spec Ops The Line Studio Jaeger from 2012 to 2016, before it was passed to Sumo Digital. Dead Island 2, first announced that E3 2014 was originally scheduled to launch in 2015. Since then, Techland, the developers of the original Dead Island, have released Dying Light, a sort of spiritual successor to Dead Island, and almost completed development on Dying Light 2, which will launch next year. So I haven't been following this whole drama, but when, but when, a, when a game keeps switching from developer to developer like that, that's not, that's not a good thing, is it? No, that, that's, that's This real does not bad. bode well. No, well, I mean, the biggest 
can, like as the, the article is brought up here, right from IGN, is like there's no word now. Is like, are they scrapping everything Sumo did and starting fresh, or is it like, cool Sumo, you've had enough of this, and we're turning over all your assets and all your stuff to these guys, Dan Buster, and they're gonna go I through mean, and finish it. This kind of feels like Duke Nukem Forever all over 100%. again. Hundred percent. You have to. I don't know. You gotta. Oof. I don't know, Gary. You know what I mean? Dead Island. I enjoyed a lot. Dead Island Riptide. I enjoy a lot. These games had a lot of problems. Don't get me wrong. However, uh, you look at what they've done with uh, what you know. Um, uh, Dying Light did when uh, Techland moved off of Dead Island when they were like alright we're moving on to this other project with Warner Brothers and Di- Dying Light number one was fantastic Dying Light 2 we're still waiting on to see if that pans out it looked good at E3 demo and it looks crazy Dead Island is there juice left in that now people I was, love I zombies mean, I, was, I, was, I was yeah but aren't we a bit uh, come on uh, really and uh, even World, when World War Z, Z came out and that at least had like a fresh take I was yeah. like really like, aren't we aren't we a bit done with zombies at this point? How many yeah. more fucking zombie games can can we sustain? Days gone. On and on it goes. Um, it's not a good sign when it when it's it's obviously the, 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 a signal of a, a troubled development. THQ New York obviously have a tremendous amount of sunk cost into this game at this point. They have to release something, I guess, so they can recoup. But yeah, I come back to your point. Like, is anyone really is anyone really asking for Dead Island two? In 2019, and or it's, just a, it's just that normal ridiculousness too of the fact that there were there there, there was another Dead Island. Dead Island Riptide wasn't officially Dead Island two, obviously, but there was another Dead Island. So the fact that we're still waiting on Dead Island two so long after anybody cared and like, do people remember Dead Island in that way? Does the name have enough cachet? It, what is it, it, it to come out and? It's just Duke Nukem's problem of come out and live up to what people are expecting if they're expecting anything from this. Because again, if you remember the Dead Island two trailer they did release was awesome remember do you remember this where it was like it was the backwards one no that was dead island one that right. was a, that was a way different awesome right, that was right. an amazing trailer IGN exclusive that we all did it was great uh dead island 2 though was the one where it was like it was like in sunny california and there was this guy like doing it it was he was like on the santa monica beach boardwalk or whatever or venice beach or whatever okay and he was like jogging being an asshole and then people started getting attacked by zombies behind him and then it was like oh it's gonna be dead island in california it's gonna be this thing and they're talking about how you're gonna stretch along the coast and what all it would be and where you'd all be playing maybe the dead island dead island franchise should just transition into making trailers like don't make sure. don't actually make the games sure yeah, just yeah. put trailers out because it seems like that's the part of the games that people enjoy the most. And it's what people most, remember. And have sure. been the most well received. It was that, yeah. and then, of course, in both Dead Island games, and it was uh, checking luggage for loot. Right. I remember Dead Island 1, it was like 15 minutes before I got out of the hotel because there was It does feel a lot like Duke Nukem Forever. Troubled development, passing through multiple studios, and then ultimately, when it, by the time it comes out, it just kind of lands with a thud and everyone goes, whatever. You know, and people are wondering why we even followed it for all this time. I've been patiently sitting through all this THQ Nordic news, waiting for you to get to something that I give a fuck about. And I see, and I see here, I see here that you. Oh, number three on the THQ Nordic really quick before we get to that. Darksiders Genesis is from Airship Syndicate. Airship, I knew that's I knew Joe Mad Studio had something to do with air. Mm. So that's why people can fly, but it was something. They're airship syndicate. Thank you very much. So, tell me about number three. Number that's the one three, I'm, I'm, I'm there's a new Saints Row coming. Matthew Handrahan over at GamesIndustry.biz says THQ Nordic enjoyed a, a strong first quarter for revenue and profit, and it confirmed that a new Saints Row game is de- in development at Volition. THQ Nordic expects to launch, quote, at least two AAA games before March 31st, 2021, and one of them may well be a new Saints Row game. The publisher confirmed that Volition is in deep development of the first new game in the series since 2013. So that excites me, because as, as you may well know greg saints row is one of my all-time favorite i did not know that about you saints row three and four 
to me, is probably one of the greatest one-two punches really? in the history of video games. Those, those two, Saints Row 3 is fantastic. Saints Row 4 is fantastic. Was I was just listening to the soundtrack in my, in my car the other oh, day. I still you. love those games. Um, my question to you on Saints Row is, the cultural landscape has shifted a little bit since the last Saints Row game came out. Yeah. In, our, in our new era, in our new age of wokeness, do you feel like the Saints Row games have to adjust a little bit in terms of their content? Or do you think they're, that's, they're just going to like lean into that and go, fuck y'all? I think they'll lean into it, and I yeah. bet they make a lot of jokes about it. Yeah. I bet it's like that. I bet, be like I the, bet maybe, they're maybe, talking maybe, about maybe snowflakes the, and SJWs. The Third Street Saints have, have gone like PC now. Yeah, right. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something to they're that all, effect, They're all yeah. woke. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe they can make a joke out of it. Yeah, I mean, because I feel like I feel like they're gonna have to tackle it in some way. Because have you ever played the Saints Row games? But I've never gotten into them, and I always thought I should. I've, I've they've always I look at them and I've previewed them, and I've always been like, man, there's a lot going on here that I like. But every time I sit down to play play them, it just doesn't click for me. Very very not PC. Yeah, obviously you're throwing you have a dildo bat, right? And you're doing but you know, but by the fourth one, by the time they not to give any spoilers, the game's been out for a long time. But basically, by you're, is that you're, get out of hell. You're, well, no, uh, that was, was that DLC. DLC. That was DLC. Okay. Uh, but the but the main storyline of, of of Saints Row Four is at this point you have as the leader of the Saints you have now become president of the United States. Got it. And uh, aliens are now taking over the world, and you've basically been sucked into an alien version of the Matrix. And the great thing about that is it means that you can basically do whatever you want. You can just get more Neo style powers. So it was all an excuse to say, what do you want to what do you want to do? Do you want to fucking fly around the city? Do you want to turn into a giant Godzilla monster? Like whatever you fucking want to do. Do it. Go nuts. Yeah. Have a ball. Knock yourself out. And you can have so much fun with that game. It's just pure, pure entertainment. And I love those games. See, for me, and this is I get this is what THQ Nordic is doing with these IP. And I God bless them again. As a Kingdom of Amala Reckoning fan, you fucking do it. Get out there and make it happen. But they're taking these IP that I feel mean so much. Are, they're taking IP that are that are a big deal to a small group of people. And they must be setting their projections at a at a, a good enough clip where they're like, it doesn't matter that it's a small group of people. We've set our revenue projection sales at what'll actually sell, and that makes it a profit for us. Because I'm the same way with pretty much all of THQ Nordic's IP, right? I mean, right now we're talking about Darksiders, and I know people are super stoked for that. Not me, except for Genesis, but that's not about the IP. It's about the gameplay, which is great. And Joe Matt, obviously, really talented. Uh, we're talking about Saints Row right now. Not an IP for me whatever i know people are excited for it i also feel like it's a game that we've seen recycle so many times with it just coming to switch and all these different things um every time they jump on oh destroy all humans right like destroy all humans just got two crazy ass collector's editions yesterday for like 150 dollars it's just like who the hell cares that much about destroy all humans but i opened my twitter feed and i think it was snow mike mike was freaking out about it. it's like oh people do care about like they're picking ip that aren't going to blow the doors off of NPD, but are going to continue to make them financially successful and, and get on to the next thing. Right. It's just a really fascinating strategy, and I really want to talk to them about it on camera. I don't know day. how the economics of it work out. I don't understand how they can finance so many developments yeah. simultaneously. Yeah. There's some kind of magical alchemy going on here, some arcanery that I don't understand in terms of the economics of it. Um, but, you know... I, I, all, all, I, all I care about, like I said, everyone's got their own thing. Barrett over there is excited about Time Splitters. Um, I want Saints Row. I want nobody, Reckoning. Nobody cares about Dead Island. I mean, there's, it's a different <laughs> vibe with each, each My, game. It's not even that I don't... I care a lot about Dead Island. Like, both of the... the Dead Island Riptide, I would have platinumed if I didn't have a, a glitch. No big deal. I'm not, I'm not bitter about it. Dead Island 1, I reviewed and had a good time, despite all its flaws. I just... 
I can't fathom what Dead Island 2 is going to be anymore because those two games, the Dead Island and Dead Island Riptide, would review so poorly now because we've come so far. I right? just don't know what is the, what's, what's left to do in this space. Like what 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 can you what can you still say in this genre that is innovative or new or original or interesting in any way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not a game designer, so I mean, maybe they've got a great idea, but. I'm struggling to think of it. Like you'd have to really come up with something out of the box. What to was get cool about Dead Island, if you game. remember, like when it first started, and what actually turned me off a bit about Dying Light, even though Dying Light's fantastic, and I, but I'm saying comparatively, is that Dead Island was basically like, hey, it's fall, it's a Fallout RPG, except zombies are in the world, which I guess ghouls kind of are. But you understand what I'm saying? It's a Fallout from the the day zero, whatever. Where it's like, cool, I'm taking quests and I'm running around doing stuff and I'm upgrading and getting cool things. When it became more about combining your weapons and then like for dying light like parkouring and being this crazy superhero that's when i was like Meh. i kind of like just the rpg-ness of it of running around doing it in first person perspective just before we move on from this thq subject sure. i want to remind everyone because i don't think you should ever be allowed to forget this never forget thq new nordic let's understand this is the company that did an ama on 8chan no, that's correct. Right? Yeah, yeah that's correct. What the fuck was they, they thinking over there? Did you, did you cover that at the time? Oh, yeah, sure we did. Yeah. Fuck yeah, we did. That's got to count as one that's of the all-time great PR fuck-ups. Yeah, totally. Like, what? what? How, how did that happen? How did that... How, who was asleep at the switch? It's the, I mean, remember the PR guy who agreed to it, put out a statement or whatever, and people are like, this doesn't make any sense. You, you're like, no, what are you talking about? Yeah, bogus. Totally bogus. 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 THQ will continue to... Um, Live up to the name THQ. They should just change their name to. Keep w in mind, they they <laughs> they chose that name. They didn't like. They could have done anything they wanted, and they're like, you know what? They're still. We're going to go back to that company that failed. Because I'm going to start drunk. calling them WTF Nordic. Oh, because everything they do is it, that's the reaction I get. But I that's mine too. That's me too. Where I'm always like, what? What a weird. And I've said it for years now with them. And every time their financials are up, things are working. I'm like, all right, I, yeah, I, this, I need to talk. They to don't. Them. This company doesn't obey the laws of physics or gravity or anything like yeah. none of it makes sense you weren't on it because i don't think it was somebody else when we talked about we, you were on it when you and i talked about uh the washington dc ftc that we with the esa went there right and then sony and nintendo microsoft are all like we're gonna make everybody disclose their loot box rates right mm. you remember that story i think it was the day after there was a there was a part part that came out about like well you know this is cool and all these game companies said they would notably absent were epic and uh thq nordic and they had statements from each of them. Epic statement was like, we hear you. We're going to move toward. We've already started moving towards that. We're going to keep going. We'll disclose rates, right? And then THQ Nordic's response was just like, we don't do casino style gambling mechanics. We, we don't need to say this. And it was like, it's a pretty good statement. Uh, yeah, good statement. they were like, and we weren't even asked because as people know, we don't, we don't do have that. loot boxes we in our We don't put games. up with that shit. We're THQ <laughs> Nordic. We're just making money by bringing back your dead favorites like SpongeBob. Ain't that right? Fuck yes. Speaking of bullshit, Greg. Number four on the Roper Report. Epic is selling a, res a reskin dog in Fortnite and people are pissed. This is Richard Wakeling over at GameSpot. Uh, Epic has always made a big deal out of the fact that the cosmetic items contained in Fortnite's Battle Pass are exclusive to the pass and will never be sold separately. This provides an extra incentive for Battle Pass owners to keep coming back and playing every day knowing that they only have one season to unlock unique, every unique item available. So, it's disappointing that today's Fortnite shop update has arrived with a very familiar looking pooch. Season 6 of the Battle Pass is I'm sorry, Season 6 of Battle the Battle Pass introduced pets to Fortnite as a type of back bling, including everything from dogs to dragons and chameleons. Bonesy was one of these pets, a small dog with a scarf, and had various styles throughout Season 6, all more elaborate than this one new store item. Uh, Gunner 
as the new pet is called, is a simple reskin of Bonesy. Uh, you want to throw this up if you're all watching? This is uh, they'll eventually uh, reference the Reddit person who made this. Uh, he has a slightly lighter shade of fur, is wearing a mask, and has a small skull logo on his scarf. But that's about it. Epic He's wearing a mask. Uh, that's yeah. That's what this article says and what yeah, it shows there. It, but it I don't looks, see no mask on no, there. No, that yellow. The, eye, the eyes are slightly different. The eyes are blue. Yeah, I, I see like the little creases of. Barry, the mask. you ever do uh, when you were a kid? You ever do like spot the difference? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah all the time. spot the difference. This Hell is yeah, a spot yeah. the difference quiz. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm honestly looking to find like, he's got a logo on the scarf. There's more space in between the teeth and the, the tongue. eyes are slightly different. The Wait, skin coloring is slightly lighter. Here's my thing. Scroll up. Hold on. Reddit user fan down. Fa- Reddit user Phantom Racer thirty two made the following comparison to highlight. So this is from a Reddit user, but is that really what Gunner looks like? I, I mean, I, 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 who's I, in I the other cabin? Can you bring? Oh, fuck it. Bring me my switch, will you? We're getting to the bottom of this. We're opening it up because I have no idea. I I'm assume sh- that's what Gunner looks like because why would they like officially credit this if it wasn't? Yeah, because Gamespot loves to just jump on the headline. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess you could probably just Google it too. Wow, yeah. Google GameSpot. Fortnite Gun. I'm just fucking around, except for Lucy James. She's a hack. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, they, they've got a little logo on the scarf now. Well, again, if this is real, are we buying into the wrong thing? I mean, thing? That's, I mean that's that, seems, that seems to be that seems to be it, right? The eyes, the scarf. Is so, that it? so are we saying the eyes of the mask? Is that what you think this is? Anyway, Epic isn't fooling anyone. Anyway. Back in June, fans claimed Epic was already re- already reneged on its self-imposed rule by selling a beachwear version of season five battle pass character Drift. However, the model had a new hairstyle, a completely new set of clothes, new accessories, and a separate black back bling item. So it was somewhat justified. The, ca- the same cannot be said for Gunner. The Fortnite Battle Pass costs 950 in-game V-Bucks. The cheapest V-Bucks bundle you can purchase is 1000 for 999 leaving you with a few leftovers to spend. By comparison, Gunner costs a flat 1000 V-Bucks, more than a Battle Pass, for a barely noticeable reskin. Uh, it sets a worrying precedent moving forward uh, if Epic decides to sell previous Battle Pass cosmetics separately with only slight tweaks. Well, what do you think, Gary? Well, I mean, you seem, you, 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 seem you, 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 you seem to be casting aspersions on. Um, I want to verify. Reporting I want to make sure. Well, why mention a mask if there's no mask on the goddamn dog, Gamespot? Are you actually going to go into Fortnite? Right I'm going to try, but I do not think I've updated it. No, there. Okay, there. There okay, we go. Okay, this is uh, this real is, reporter here's, here's Riley Mc, McLeod from Kotaku. We got sent uh, this from the nanobiologist. Thank you, nanobiologist. Good, because yeah. this is definitely not updated. But my DC Universe Online is, if you know what I'm saying. So that's Gunner. That's in that picture. Very different. Yeah, that. Are you kidding me? Incredibly different than Bonesy. And he costs ten bucks. Yeah. Ow! Just hurt my hand. Yeah, I mean, look. Let's 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 give Gamespot and Kotaku the benefit of the doubt here. You we, we, oh you no, know, they're right. I'm kidding around. I'm you kidding haven't done around. your independent reporting, but well, let's just no, do that's, I that's ever correct. on Daddy, I mean, look, it's bullshit, isn't it? It's bullshit, right? Yeah. What more is there to say? Here's my question: How much bullshit is it? I feel like most stuff you're buying here is you know, on the stores are reskinned, whatever. I, well, I guess that's not true. Look, you they've gone through and put more you work don't, into you it. You don't have to buy it. Yeah. But look, the majority of the, 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 the core audience for Fortnite is kids. Sure. Right? It's yeah. mostly played by kids. I think I'm right in saying that. Adults play it too, but it's mostly played by little kids. And streamers, yeah. And the kids are very gullible, and it's very easy to manipulate them into buying things. And I think that that's what Epic is doing now. They understand that they that they have with Fortnite basically stumbled onto 
a license to print money and they can't stop themselves. Somebody told me that I had a lunch with a friend of mine recently and he told me that there was a, he read a very interesting scientific study which said that uh, when people, when individuals become rich, once you become like a multi-billionaire, like crazy, crazy rich, like a Jeff Bezos or something like that. Sure. Like we were talking about, the, we, there was a whole thing going on the other day, like Jeff Bezos, if he wanted to, with his personal wealth, could solve world hunger and still be super rich. So why not just do that? Like, why, why wouldn't you do that? And the reason why, according to this scientific study, and I don't have, I don't, I don't I have a link to it right now, but it was something my friend was talking to, to, telling me about. Um, there was a scientific study that said once you become super duper galactically rich, something chemically changes in your brain where you basically lose touch with the ability to have empathy. Mm. You no longer have empathy, which is why people like Bezos... Uh, and these other, you know, super duper rich people, uh, and the, you know, the the, the, Wal- the you know the Walton family that own Walmart, um, you know, could pay their workers a living wage. They choose not to because they would rather have thirty five billion dollars than thirty four billion dollars in their bank accounts or whatever. Um, and so it's, a, and I think that also happens at the corporate level. I think you you become so greedy and you become so in, so avaricious and so obsessed. With how much money, how much money can we just, how much more money can we make? How much more money can we make? I don't care how we do it. How much more money can we make? Well, we could slap a, we could, we could change a couple of pixels on this dog and sell it for another 10 bucks. (laughs) Fucking do it. Is it going to make us rich? Yeah. I don't want to hear the butts. Do it. Here's the, my, my, I I have two things and I think they're contradictory. Contradictory. Barry, can you please pull up what I just sent to control? Number one is the idea that, Okay, the dog was in Battle Pass four seasons ago, right? So months and months and months and months ago. People want this dog or a version of a dog like this. You still have the dog you got from the Battle Pass. That's your dog. Congratulations. You have it full tilt. All right. But people still want to get this thing. So why not give them the option to buy it? Here's Where's another, the harm here's in that? This is what I just sent to Barrett. Dogs. Barrett, show it to people. I th- th- this is uh, Forbes. Thank you, Forbes. Uh, Paul Tassi for uh, pointing this out in your reporting for explaining to an idiot like me. The mask we're looking for, Gary, is the dog's face coloring. It's a oh, mask. That's what's called that a di- mask. No, well, no, no, because look at it, right? Oh, it's different from the body. Exactly. That's what they did for this mask on this dog to, to turn Bonesy into Gunner. Listen. Is that they basically put a ski mask over the dog's face and put it out? Look, this isn't complicated. There's no, there's no actual debate to be had here. There's just the fucking facts. That's a scam. That's a ripoff. They're relying on the fucking gullibility of children and the fact that children are hooked on Fortnite and will buy anything that they put in front of them. That's fucking outrageous. And I, I agree with what you're saying there, right? I agree that this is clearly a reskin. It's and I'm gonna, and I know how hard it is to make stuff. I know we're talking about crunch all the time. Let's not burn out developers. You need new content. You need that steady drip of stuff going on. This is so blatantly just, I mean, it's the same backpack, the same scarf. The same, I mean, like, I mean, no, here's the thing. But we, hold, on, hold on, let me just finish my one point. Sure, go ahead. The, in, the, the thing I was saying before of the, well, people want it. Why don't we sell some version of buy? The other contradictory is that they've come out and said that we're not going to do that. Right. So they've said they're not so going to do that. they're going back on their own against word. Their word. Right. That's the problem. So they're going back That's on their the own pl- word, back, which back is outrageous. Breaker. And here's the other, why, I mean, why not just make something new? I understand Time. the developers are already, already, but we wouldn't have this conversation if they had made a cat or an iguana or something else. But no, they, they realize that they can save a couple of pennies by just by just recycling old uh, content and selling it to kids who aren't discerning, who see something new, but they, they, they probably go, oh, that just looks like, that, that looks just like the old dog. 
But Fortnite go, yeah, but it's but it's the new dog. And I think that's the other oh, thing too. Have what the new dog. About. That's what you're talking about, right? If the and fact that I I if on the on the side where I was like, eh, not, what as I'm debating in my own head, right? That what well, whatever, give it for people to buy if they they missed it. How many people didn't miss it, but now just want to buy it because it's the new thing? It's a scam. It's preying on the gullibility of children. Um, they don't need to do it. It's 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 motivated solely, purely by greed. It's a drip 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 of. How much can we get away with? If you tolerate this, they will do the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Epic Games, you should be fucking ashamed of yourself. I want to bring in Ilgril Chill here who says, uh, for, and this is you're wrong, but I think it's confirming what you're saying, but I didn't read ahead. Fortnite player base. Gary's statement uh, that the majority of children is incorrect. In the Wall Street Journal article from December 22nd, 2018, uh, 21% are aged 13 to 17. 28% are 18 to 24. I don't give a fuck about your statistics. Millions and millions no, and millions no, no, of children play this clarifying. game and they're all being hoodwinked and it's not acceptable. 33 percent 25 to 30 don't come in here with your neil degrasse tyson well technically yeah you're, you're off by a couple of percentage points the argument the moral argument i'm making is fucking infallible you it's it's it, they they know that the core audience is kids they know it and they know that they're easier to scalp than regular grown-ups will buy this shit as well there are grown-ups out there that are as dopey as the kids in terms of they've got to collect everything and they're and the grown-ups well. have got more disposable income but kids will buy this stuff they know what they're doing they, they know, there's no one at Epic going, oh, really? Oh, well, may, or maybe, no, you've pointed it out. Maybe you shouldn't be doing it. No, they, they went into this with their eyes open. They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. They're fleecing, they're fleecing children Worth with recycled bullshit. Worth pointing out, uh, it's not in the Roper report because Gary and I talked about it beforehand and we're one of those like, sky's blue, loot boxes are bad. We're aware of the Apex Legends thing that's going on too where they put out this new uh, season content, right? And in it, there's these weird boxes that you can only buy, but you'd have to spend like $140. It seems like... Uh, we're not in the community enough to know, and the reporting wasn't talking about the two free boxes that were being talked about on Reddit. So I was waiting for that to net out. You know out what it so. is, Greg? They they know that it's. They know that I think they see which way the wind is blowing. Companies like this, companies like Epic and EA and Activision, they see that that the end is coming for my, for this microtraction. But sooner or later, it's going to get regulated. It's the in, in in the games industry right now for the people that are, that are making and marketing this microtransaction content. It's the last days of Rome. They know, they see the empire is coming to an end for microtransactions. So everyone's fucking each other and just going crazy and getting drunk <laughs> and throwing up and like let's just fucking have a ball and let's just, just let's just squeeze the last juice we can out of this apple before the party's over. That's what's going on. You think so? With the microtransaction stuff, yeah. Loot boxes, sure. Loot boxes, the jigs Look, up and they're changing that. Microtransactions right are going now, nowhere. The people, at Epic, the, the people at Epic that are making these decisions, yeah. are not motivated by. Is this is this right or wrong, or is this too much, or is, are we crossing a line? It's simply the, the only factor I guarantee you is: can we get away with it? And if you let them get away with it, they'll do it, and then it will be the next thing and the next thing. Sure. How do I know this? Because this is because it's been happening for years. This is just the next thing. There was a thing before this and before that. I don't think they get away with this. I think their I mean, audience not, I, is vocal enough, and I think right now you're I mean, seeing you, I mean, the reaction here, to it. Here, 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 you and I are yeah. complaining about it. There's Kotaku and Gamespot on Forbes. Is it going to make a dent? Is that you think the you think the 12 year old kid that's going to buy this fucking recycled dog is reading Forbes? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think so. I just like the statement. You think this 12 year old kid is going to buy his dog? It's reading Forbes. <laughs> You're right. No, he's not. But it is, it is also the, it's, there is a big part of the, um, public perception of this and it's what we talk about in this and how we've seen the loot box ship turn and how we've seen microtransactions turn for the most part. 
in terms of going to a more positive place with this whole uh, statement now from the big three and all these other people in the ESA being like, we're going to fix loot boxes and yada, yada, yada. I think that if you, if you, and I mean us, hold people to a higher standard and we look at this and we can sit and on top of all the good stuff we've said about the Epic Game Store and Fortnite and how impressive it is that they reinvent the game every season and all this different shit. If you can say all that and hold their feet to the fire of like, hey, I'm not even trying to knock it. I understand everybody's working hard. I understand there's crunch time. That's, that honestly, let's not call a spade a spade. That's embarrassing. That's the same fucking dog with the scheme. They, should, they should be embarrassed. That's embarrassing. They should be ashamed of themselves. If, if if anyone over there has got an ounce of fucking moral integrity or dignity, they would they would they would see this response and they would pull it and say, you know what, we fucked up. We let's not forget. We, they said they wouldn't do this. They're banking on the fact that we're too stupid, that our 10-second fucking attention spans are so short that we will forget. It's like Trump. Every single day, a new disgrace. And because you're on today's disgrace, you forget about yesterday's disgrace. This is the same bullshit. Enough. Enough of this, Greg. Yeah. But here's the one thing I want to say. You sit, you bring up Trump, right? And the next disgrace, and the next disgrace, and that's great. And I realize I'm about to literally open up Pandora's box of beehive people who want to attack me. Is this the next disgrace for Fortnite? I feel like they're actually pretty good to the community, right? We talk about oh, how I'm they jump about and change. Just in up. general, like, okay, that's fine. I just want got, to be I mean, fair to Fortnite. There's, 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 an a, there's an Apex shit show happening today. There's a Fortnite shit show yeah. happening. If it's, if, it's not, if it's not them, it's someone else. I think that I I've not I've not followed the the because I'm not a Fortnite player, so I don't read every story that comes out in the news. Sure, I don't think there have been a ton of Fortnite con- controversies. Yeah, and in fact, a lot of the things that Epic have done in terms of the world. I was watching Fran on on Twitch the other day Ooh. play some kind of Fortnite world event with a two the with two big giant kaiju's were fighting one. Yeah. another Hell and that yeah. looked fucking great yeah that looked really good i think i think epic are making really good content for fortnite and they're mostly in the business of 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 making their players happy okay but cool. there's also everything is ultimately motivated by greed and and you you'd think again this comes back to that scientific study the, the the more rich you become the less empathy you have you think you'd get to a point where you're so rich you become all right enough this is pretty great i've won i've got all this money it's not the gr- the richer you get the greedier you become and that's why you see things like this stupid reskinned dog which they said they wouldn't do. See, I wonder, and I go, stick with me, because I think it's always, and I'm not arguing a st- study. Somebody tossed it in, you're wrong, just not because you're wrong, but to toss it in there and do this. My argument wouldn't be that necessarily it's motivated by greed begets greed. I think it's success begets success, right? And it is that thing of what we're talking about, of the constant treadmill right now of we need to be updating the item shop every 24 hours with something new. Well, what the fuck? How do we do this? Did somebody miss a deadline and they just fucking put the ski mask on the talk and the logo on the stupid bandana? Like, it's... That's, I think, I would wonder if that's one of the problems. Because for Fortnite, like, it, it Epic and... Epic, yeah, sure. In Fortnite, right? It's a business, right? And you're bringing in employees and you're doing these different things, blah, blah, blah. So, like, I, for a, a humanitarian, or, you know, if you brought up Bezos, right? He could solve world hunger if he wanted to and just, like, that, be done with it. Like, that makes sense when you're one person, right? But in this instance, right, you're not, like, saying that Fortnite's gotten to the point where it's so successful that it should stop selling content? Is that, like, I mean, like, you understand what I'm saying? No, but, 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 but continue to. Yeah, you, yeah. Look, I, I'm a free market capitalist. I actually, I, I believe that you should be as successful and rich as your merits have allowed you to become. I sure. don't think you, success should be be capped. I'm actually not. I'm, I'm actually like much closer to the center 
and maybe a little bit to the right on. I'm very progressive and very left wing on most things, but on on this, I actually feel like you know, I don't think America or, or, or society should ever say you're only you're only ever allowed to this be this successful. Yeah. But I think that once you get that successful, you have a moral obligation as part of the social contract to not be a fucking d- dickhead yeah. about it, right? And yeah. not and, and 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 operate in such a way that the people at the bottom. Uh, 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 of the Walmart structure or the Amazon structure aren't suffering and figuring out how to make ends meet while you've got so much money you don't even know what to do with it. I think that's disgraceful and it's in, it's in, it's inhuman. Sure. I don't understand that at all, and that's why it's everybody's jo- job. You can't understand it because you ha- that that chemical switch would have to flip in your brain where you go, "Oh, yeah, I've got no empathy now. Fuck these people. Yeah. I just want to be as rich as I can." Yeah. You have to remember how these decisions get made. This didn't. Someone just didn't go. Oh no, let's let's just reskin this dog and then chuck it out there. Uh, with there's there's a huge there's a people people around a table yeah. deciding this stuff. Senior executives sitting around. What are we doing next? Okay, well. Um, we're going to put out this dog where we've basically just changed the, 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 the bandana on it and, and changed its skin color a little bit. I'm going to charge 10 bucks for it. At some point there, someone either said, um, isn't that a bit shitty? Like, we're really going to charge kids 10 bucks for a dog they've basically already got after we said we wouldn't do that. And somebody said, yeah, but fuck it. They'll pay for it. Or nobody even brought it up. Either scenario is unacceptable. I hear you. It's... It's an interesting argument, and I keep laughing. That it just keeps coming back to this stupid fucking dog, <laughs> this dog backpack. You know what I mean? But it's it's to the point too that I was just like, I hear what you're saying, and that where we're talking about kicking the ladder back down and being more successful. I do think you've seen Epic do that though, where we're talking about on before they launch their own game store. We'll get to that in a second. But when they, you know, how they their engine, and they you can sell stuff through their engine, and they started cutting the, rev, the revenue differently. Where like they literally said, we we're, we make enough money, we're changing the percentages to this. Let alone when they then started the Epic Game Store, right? And they were like, all right, cool, we're a, what eighty twenty split for everybody right, across right, the right. board. I, right. Here's my thing, and to put a cap in this because we could go all over it. I understand what you're saying. You're not wrong, but I do think it's important that when someone fucks up. And does something that, again, I think is patently embarrassing, and I don't, yeah. uh, and I don't get like based on what they've said before how it all works out. It's important to call it on them, but in the same thing we talk about all the time in Twitter or anywhere else, right? Like you fuck up once. Like I hate it when I do, say something somebody doesn't agree with, and they go, "That's it, Greg." I followed you for years and I've been a fan forever, but because of this, I, I can't do it anymore. I'm like, man, I was on the, I was on years of content you agreed with. And one thing I did right. it, then I'm fucked and I'm an asshole and I'm a jerk. Like yeah. there's, there's, there's one person like that in every YouTube video. And so my thing here is like, I, yeah, this is, I don't, I don't understand the reason behind this. I don't, I'll see how to do I, it, I, but I don't want to throw the baby out of the bathwater that like, Fortnite and Epic are a bunch of sons of bitches want, because of the no, fucking I want, the I don't dog. Want to say, actually, I've I've always I've worked in the games industry for many many years. I I I go back with Epic to the days of Jazz Jackrabbit. I've always liked Epic. I think that they've I think that they've built their company and their reputation mostly on quality. Most of their games have been good. Unreal, the Unreal Engine's amazing. Um, I think that the Epic Store is actually a good thing. I think more competition for Steam is a good thing. I love the fact they have more favorable terms for developers. I think the people that are, that, are, that are shitting their pants and throwing their toys out of the pram over the Epic Store are being very silly. I think for the most part, I've, I've never thought of Epic Games as one of the bad guys. And I still don't today. Yeah. But on this one issue with this dog, they should be embarrassed. Agreed. That one I agree. Now, I do have a couple people in your wrong I want to get in before we switch off to another one, right? 
Actually, fuck, there's a couple more. Uh, Brian and Kurt, though, are talking about the exact same thing, so I'm going to start with Brian. Fortnite has a tendency to reskin a lot of skins with new schemes, and this dog, and this dog in specific, is reskinned to match an OG skin, so shameless cash grab, yes, but it's what Fortnite does, and it will trigger people's OCD when they see the dog doesn't match the man. Uh, the dog, and then this is Kurt, the dog is to match the raptor skin. Reskins like this are common in Fortnite. Uh, yeah, Aaron says that people who play regularly see this kind of stuff more. Uh, Zach says the Epic Games store split is actually 88-12, not 80-20. My apologies like that. Uh, and there we go. Cool. And we're caught up on the, all the Fortnite. I, think, I, feel, I feel like we've covered that comprehensively. That was, a fun, uh, that was a fun one, and I don't think in my entire life I'll ever forget. Do you think the 12-year-old who bought this dog <laughs> recycled dog? <laughs> <laughs> Number five, video game tariffs aren't hitting the U.S. just yet. This is Brendan Sinclair at GamesIndustry.biz. The United States is pushing back plans to impose additional tariffs on video game consoles coming from China. The Office of the U.S. Trade Representative announced today uh, that certain types of electronics and toys would not see a 10% tariff imposed on them until December 15th. Previously, that tariff would have gone into effect September 1. A wide array of uh, products coming from China, parentheses everything from cameras to enclosed to food and construction materials, are still scheduled to see a 10% tariff imposed on that date. Arcade games and the replacement parts are among the items that are still on the list. Sorry, you're Sam not, by the way, I just flipped, so you're not actually going to read out this Trump, Trump quote, are you? I think so, so you can make oh, fun I'm of it, right? I'm going to step out, and when you're done, I'll come back. Because I can't be here while you read, like, fucking arsehole. <laughs> when you're done, I'll come right back. In, do you, are you coming back for the story, or are you just dodging the quote? As soon as you're done with the Trump quote. Okay. In remarks to the press today, President Donald Trump explained the delay was taken to minimize impact on the holiday shopping season. Quote, we're doing this for we're doing this for Christmas season. OK, just in case some of the tariffs would have an impact on the U.S. on U.S. customers, which so far they've had virtually none to Trump said the only impact. This is Trump still. The only impact has been that we've collected almost 60 billion from China compliments of China. But just in case they might have an impact on people, what we've done is we've delayed it so that they won't be relevant for the Christmas shopping season. What end quote. Fuck? Contrary to Trump's implication. Tariffs are not paid by the country from which the goods come from. <laughs> these are paid. These are a tax paid by companies on goods being brought into the country and typically end up passed on to the consumers in the form of higher prices. God, That's it. Done with that. We're done with so the quote. Dumb. What an idiot. But Greg, he's so dumb. I thought China was paying the tariffs. Exactly right. What wow. Who are you saying that because of these tariffs, us, the American consumers? Well, we're actually paying them. I know it's shocking, but yeah, it's gonna. It turns out that's gonna be passed on to us, and really not shocking. be beneficial to us. Wow, I'm trade surprised war, too. Trade wars are good and easy to win, Greg. But thank God he pushed it you. till Christmas. Never mind about those inverted yield curves. Never mind about every fucking recession indicator across the board flashing red right now. We're in great shape, folks. MAGA, good. just fucking stick with it. Good news, guys. Trust in our brilliant genius leaders, and everything will be just fine. None of us will be fucking uh, trading KFC wet wipes for currency <laughs> in the near future. Everything's going to be wonderful. Bozy versus Gunner is going to be the least of our problems in a little bit. We're going to be we're we're we're, we're going we're gonna to be looking back on the days where we where we had the luxury and the privilege to complain about reskinned digital dogs <laughs> as fucking halcyon days, as as the great days of yore. Yeah, they'll look they'll be looked back upon as. We look back on conversations like of Socrates and Plato. Oh yeah, as like these great conversations in ten years when yeah we're yeah. Uh, you know wiping our asses with KFC wet naps. Yeah. 
Let's end on a positive note for the Roper Report today. <laughs> Number six, and finally, we have Borderlands 3 tidbits. Uh, the final previews are out now, so everybody and their mother has stuff up there. Uh, interesting. Uh, most are all positive. You had said this earlier about Saints Row and how it would play in a modern setting, right? Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting. I haven't read the article, but I saw the headline today. Kotaku's Borderlands preview. The headline is Borderlands 3's... Borderlands 3 feels like a throwback to 2012 in all the best parentheses and worst ways. So I need to get in there and read that. Anyways, though, the highlights from this tidbits would be final previews are out right now. Uh, Ice-T is in the game as an AI trapped in the body of a teddy bear named ba- Balix. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, hell that yeah, you good. Do. And then uh, Kirk uh, McKeend over at VG247 reports that Crunch isn't a thing at Gearbox. Uh, this is uh, I'm jumping into his article and some quotes from Chris Burke, a multiplayer producer. Uh, we are not a Crunch studio. We don't do the thing where we say, hey, everyone's going to be working 10 hours or 12 hours a day or whatever. We don't do that. Gearbox says it's active, it actively encourages people to leave once their hours are done, though not always successfully. We're back to Chris Burke now. Uh, it is hard to completely avoid it because you've got people. Okay, I'm going to name drop a guy. He's probably going to be pissed, Burke explains. We have a guy, uh, Brad uh, Sirzega. Uh, he is one of our uh, he is one of our level artists for the game. So if you like the way Promethea looks, uh, you can thank Brad. He is a guy who knows that every second he puts into the game improves the game. I can't actually even stop him. I'm like, hey, maybe you should maybe you need to go home. You need to get some rest. He's like, we've only got so much time left. Every second I'm putting into uh, every second I'm not putting in I, I'm not putting on this is you know that's wasted to him. So he's balancing that. Sometimes for people, sometimes for people. On one, on the one side, you've heard the horror stories of devs who've driven their people into the ground, and then there there are other stories where it's like, man, you guys have to calm down. It's not a sprint; it's a marathon, and you can't just burn yourselves up right now. End quote. Burke admitted that managing a studio of this size is a delicate balance because, quote, it's a labor of love and you don't want to crush that. But at the same time, the studio is aware that burnout is often a thing, and you only see it in the rearview mirror. When is Borderlands 3 actually dropping? September 13th. Okay, so pretty close, right? But yeah. oh, we pretty much a week from today. September 13th. Yeah, today's August 14th, so pretty... A month. Yeah, a mo- oh, sorry, a month. I <laughs> Just, sorry, a, I've not had breakfast or coffee this morning. Oh, sorry, I'll get you out of here. Soon. Running on fumes. Um, uh, I'm excited about it. Yeah, us too. This We're is pumped. the one that we agreed we'd play on PlayStation, right? Hell yeah, it is. That's what I like to see. Uh, Andy, of course, if you saw me tweet yesterday, party mode was supposed to go up on patreon.com slash kind of funny games today. Borderlands 3 party mode between uh, Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez, and Flapjack, myself. Uh, however, Andy's computer blue screened, and it turns out Windows is corrupted, and Kevin isn't running the board today because he stayed late and is now still trying to fix it in the other yep. room. So we're doing our the kind of funny best. Hopefully it'll be up youtube.com slash kind of funny games tomorrow. His goal was to try to get the computer up and running before Andy got in. How's that going in there? I don't think that's uh, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, and probably as I not well. Kevin, Andy's computer really shit the bed hard, didn't yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. Really again, bad. guess what, everybody? This is a computer we bought just for this. Yep. Just for this. And that's this why is, I don't use Windows how anymore. how great fucking edit it. I hate PCs. I hate them. And this is even for gaming. We should Windows just add it fucking, on PS4s. Windows will fucking turn on you so fast. Did you see that PC, uh, what is it? PC gaming. Fuck, hold on. Oh, we're having a great show. We're having a fun time. <laughs> oh, the PC builder. Yeah, game? yeah. Do you, you want? Ha, Fuck yeah. Ha, hold on. What was this? Hold on. Don't don't. I want no no. I want to. I want to. You can show the trailer to Gary. Okay. It, all right. What am I missing? Uh, uh, do you have it yet, or you want me to send it to you? Uh, I've got it. There's a hot new game on PlayStation Four that I'm not going to say. Oh, wait. I'm ready to platinum. It's not okay. Have you heard? No. Of PC building oh, you got to show this to me. Here we go. Can they hear it? Yeah. Okay. 
because we can't, and so it's always weird. On so you, oh wow, what a great idea! It's literally on your PlayStation Four, Switch, or whatever. You get this thing, you build your dream PC. I mean, it's got to be. On, it's got to be on PC as well, right? Oh, of course not. No, why would you? You can do that in real life. It's stupid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but you build your PC. You then like you're oh, you're, you're a little geek fun. squad. And you have official partners. You it's it claims wow, it'll they teach got all you. The big, they got all the big boys. It claims it'll teach you how to build your own PC. This is fun. I love it. Is it Gary? Is this fun or a I nightmare? I mean, it's not. It's not for you. And let I, me tell you what I thought about buying it on a whim. I thought about playing it and screwing around with it for Gamescast. Maybe it'll be easy platinum. It's not an easy platinum. Really? It's like complete 500 jobs as one of the trophies God. in your little geek squad room. Look at this. I gotta test it. I gotta. You look at that in the blue screen. I'm telling you, this is a terrific <laughs> idea. I love it. I'm fully, fully behind it. I think this is great. Yeah, bunch. Of, you're, you're all a bunch of masochists. I just hope that it's actually going to be available on PC. You've all tricked yourself. Let me tell you something. This. Yeah, I'm listening. One, one of the things you're missing out on in PC gaming, it, look, I, I'll admit it, I, I edited PC Gamer Magazine for many years, so sure. I speak with some authority here. PC gaming is a fucking pain in the ass. Thank you. It's, 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 here, here. It's, it's, the, it's, it's such a fucking... Oh, it is on, it is on Windows. Oh, good, okay. And Android. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I didn't even say anything about PlayStation 4 there. Yeah, but you know how that is. It's, pro it's probably I, really old. It's, I'm looking right here at uh, TechSpot. It's coming okay. to PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch. Actually, you've it's out never, now. You've never, you've never felt more alive mm -hmm. than in that moment when after you've built a PC and it's all ready to go yeah. and you push that power button for the first time to see if it will post yeah, yeah. and actually work. Oh, my God. The adrenaline the rush. Yeah, yeah. Oh, one of the great highs in life. Yeah. And you and you're missing out, dude. I feel the same way when I turn on the PlayStation. You know what I think works. would be hilarious, What's hilarious that? content would be to would would be to build a PC on a kind of funny live stream with you just just in the mix just like, as an observer, just, just talking, talking shit. shit. I yeah. would love that. It's adorable how many people hear me complain about it, like PC people, like 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 I don't want to name companies, but companies that make PCs. They're like, dude, we should. Or I'll turn down a gaming code. I'm like, ah, oh, it's on. We're not gonna play it on PC. Like, ah, oh, dude, we should come build you a PC. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, I just it, no. Because you're going to build it make, for me, and then in six months, I'm going to need some other fucking thing for it. Some graphics card. Look, here's the thing. Some well, CD-ROM drive. I actually, I actually need to build a new PC. Sure. I have a couple of components. I need to get the rest. Let's, I, think I, should build, I think we should build a PC here on Kind of Funny, and I think you should observe. Okay. Fine. And I think that would be premium content. Fine. Gary, I'm excited for that content. <laughs> but it's so far away. <laughs> if I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the Mom and Grab shops, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah, before that, let me tell you about our sponsors. I'm starting with Quip. Quip is the easiest way to ease back into a routine if you start it before September, especially if you're headed back to school. Simplify the morning and evenings now with a simpler electric toothbrush from Quip. Timed sonic vibrations cover the basics of every part of your mouth and just take two minutes twice a day. Uh, the mirror mount puts brushing front and center in your bathroom, so you'll remember to bookend your day using your new brush. And the lightweight, compact design means you can bring it along with you on those last summer weekend getaways. So enjoy sleeping in, then ease back into the swing of things with a smile. Quip has a built-in two-minute timer that pulses every 30 seconds to remind you when to switch sides and help clean your whole mouth evenly. Up to 90% of us don't brush for a full two minutes and don't clean evenly. Brush heads are automatically delivered on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just $5. A friendly reminder when it's time to refresh and stay committed to your oral health. 75% of us use old, worn-out bristles that are ineffective. 
Uh, kind of funny, of course, loves Quip. I use it, Tim uses it, even Joey Noel uses it, and it's helping us be better about brushing. I'm packing mine and taking it to Toronto for CNE tomorrow. Uh, that's why we love Quip and why it's perfect for getting back into a routine. Quip starts at just $25. If you go to getquip.com slash games right now, you can get your first refill pack for free. That's the first refill pack free at getquip.com slash games. Next is Experian. You know the better your credit score, the easier it is to get the stuff you want or the less you have to pay. So the question is, why is it so hard to raise your credit score? Now it won't be thanks to Experian. They've launched Experian Boost, a brand new way to instantly increase your credit scores for free. A higher credit score can help you establish and get access to credit and preferred rates for the things you want and need in life. Experian is on a mission to help boost America's credit score, which will help millions of people across the country build and get better access to credit. People all across America have already raised their credit scores with Experian Boost, and you should too. For the first time ever, paying your utilities and cell phone can instantly improve your credit score. Experian Boost works by giving you credit for the bills you've already been paying, like your bank account, uh, water, gas, electric, cable, and cell phone. Uh, it used to take months to see your credit score rise a point or two, but with Boost, you can increase your credit scores instantly. Boost is free to use and only available from Experian. Up until now, you've been paying uh, your utilities and cell phone bills without getting any credit for it. Now you can. You guys know it well. Uh, credit scores are hard to raise. I found out the hard way when I noticed my credit card was all screwed up, and this would have helped me, so I urge you to use it. Uh, we can't believe it's taking this long for someone to do this. What are you waiting for? Experience, Experian Boost can potentially help you establish or increase your access to credit. Boost your FICO score instantly for free. Boost is available at Experian.com slash KF Games. That's E-X-P-E-R-I-A-N dot com slash KF Games. Gary, out today. Fell Seal, Arbiter's Mark on Switch. Vas Vasara Collection on Xbox One. Senran Kagaru, Peach Ball on Kagura. PC. Kagura, Peach Ball, PC. Make War, PC. Eight Eyes, PC. And that No Man's Sky Beyond update. Uh, new dates for you. Uh, Dorim, Dorimon, C Story of Seasons will be ready to be picked up on the Nintendo eShop in the Americas on Switch and PC via Steam on October 11th, 2012. No, what year is it? Is it 2012 now? I mean, this just says 201. I went in and it said 201, and then I, I, I blinked on what year it was. I mean, I imagine it's got to be, no, it's got to be nine, right? Because of course it does, but I jumped to 2012. What the fuck's wrong with me? Uh, Need for Speed Heat will be out on November 8th. Let's see the trailer. Let's, uh, show the trailer, sure. I, I didn't get to see it yet. Uh, November 8th, Xbox, PlayStation 4, PC. It'll be 11.5 on EA Access and Origin Access for right. up to 10 hours. So we've got all cinematics here. Uh, do you want to hear it? I, I, can we hear it? Yeah, nobody ever. Everybody fucks with the TV and then it's never set for what nice it is. But I'm gonna need those keys right now. I said right now! Jesus. Nice. Every day. No, it looks like another Fast and Furious. Fast and vibe. Furious, very neon y. So take no risks. Don't go. It looks like my, is it Miami? It looks like Miami, maybe? Yeah. Okay. Street racing. They definitely make it look like a Fast and Furious movie. Yeah, I mean, that's the vibe now, isn't it? That's where the money is. Everybody loves that money. Hobbs and Shaw. London, baby. That's what she sounds like. Some more need for speed, basically. Yeah, it's just more running, right, racing stuff. More power, too, if you're excited. This happens to me every year, Greg. Every, oh, every you start, time, every time, it, every time a new NFS game comes out, I'm like, maybe this time, maybe yeah. this will be the one. 
and then it always disappoints me. I thought that about Payback, the last one. And Let I, me I give you, here's it. the paragraph description. Need for, Spree, Need for Speed Heat sends fans to Palm City, a brand new open world where street racers have gathered to make their names known. By day, players compete in the Speed Hunter Showdown, a sanctioned competition where they earn bank to customize and upgrade their garage of high-performance cars. At night, players risk it all to build their rep in underground races where a rogue police task force roams the streets, ready to take the racers down and swipe all their earnings. Okay. The roads, the risks, and the rides never end in this street racer, where a player can roll deep with their crew, build their garage full of hot cars, and make the city their non-stop playground. All right, look, it sounds good on paper. I like that there's different, the, the night and day have different kind of play styles. Yeah. I, anytime the cops are involved, I love that. I like that hot pursuit vibe. Sure. Uh, I hope I get to play as the cops. That's, that was always my favorite in Hot Pursuit was playing the, as the cops and catching the speeders. Yeah. I'll, I'll, again, they burn me every fucking time. And every time I come back, like, maybe this time. Yeah. Maybe it is this time, though. Maybe it is this time. Uh, Kung Fu Kickball, the team-based uh, sports platform fighter from developer Whale Food Games and publisher Blowfish Studios, leaps on the Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Steam for PC uh, and Mac in Q1 2020. You wouldn't, you wouldn't necessarily know this, Greg, but this next one you're about to relate, read... This, to me, is the biggest story of the day. I thought it would be. This seems, when I see something, I'm like, this seems old enough to be a Jared Petty story. I know it's a Gary Wood <laughs> uh, Bubble Bobble Four Friends will be released both digitally and physically exclusively for Nintendo Switch in Europe on November 19th, 2019, with the release in the USA to follow in the first quarter of 2020. So I love Bubble Bobble. Did you know? Arcade classic. I played the hell out of it yeah. back in the day at home. Uh, I'm also a huge, huge fan of the sequel, Rainbow Islands, which is a super-duper slept-on classic game. Okay. Brilliant game. Um, was there... So was, it, was that Bubble Bobble 2? Bubble, yeah, Rainbow Islands was the sequel to Bubble Bobble. They, they, and then Parasol Stars was was the sequel so to that. There but was no a one, third. Yeah. So this no is one the really, fourth. Because well, it's I, Bubble Bobble 4, the number four friends, and it's a multiplayer well, I think, I think, I think what they're suggesting there is that four people can play. I agree. But then they called this a sequel in there, and I was like, wait, has there never been a Bubble Bobble 2, or has there been a Bubble Bobble chain that I'm not sure Unless of? I'm missing, like, there might have been like Super Bubble Bobble and stuff like that, but the, but the, but the general chain goes Bubble Bobble. Rainbow Islands, Parasol Stars. That's considered the triptych of Bubble Bobble. Um, the idea of playing Bubble Bobble with four right. players is very exciting to me. I'm a little bit annoyed that the, Euro the, 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 the Europeans right. get it first. But when this comes out, I insist that you do a party mode with and you? that you invite me to it. Deal. And we gotta, uh, we gotta Deal bring, is made. we got to bring Jared Petty back from the dead. Oh, oh Jared, Jared, Jared I'm guaranteeing you, Jared is... Bouncing off the walls right now at this news. Ooh, doggy doggy. He's bubbling and bobbling. He's bubbling uh, Lorenzo and Racer is leaving early access on August 29th. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a long show. You did great with the reader mail. I think we inserted some of it, did it, or did we just yell at you the whole time? Uh, no, he's yelling the whole uh, time. Yeah, wow, look at that. that, that that's super rare. What a, what a, show. It's been a great show. I love it. Um, so we're going to jump to Squad Up. This is where one of you writes into patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, giving your name, username, platform of choice, and why you need help in a video game. I read it here. The best friends come and find you, and everybody plays games together. Today, Vince needs help on the Xbox One. Vince's Xbox Live username is overlord342, all one word. Vince says, what's up, kind of funny crew and kind of funny best friends? I've been making my way through the Dark Souls series for the first time. However, I've hit a wall in Dark Souls 2. The wall, the red-eyed bastard himself, the pursuer. I'm looking for some best friends to help me get past this asshole and maybe even run some jolly cooperation through Dark Souls 2 and 3. Thanks, guys. Love everything you do and keep up the good work. If you want to jump in to Dark Souls 2 with Vince, hit him up on Xbox One, Overlord 342. Gary, 
Want to shout out a required reading for everybody? If you head over to GameSpot today, Laura Parker has an article called Phil Spencer is Exactly Who You Think He Is. I couldn't tell if that was meant to be a diss headline. Is like, <laughs> this, this a hit piece? No, I it's not. Tell. It's a very lovely look at Phil okay. Spencer and who Phil he Spencer is. Because Phil Spencer is viewed as a nice guy, right? Totally, People and that's, like I think that's where it comes yeah, from. Okay. Yeah. I guess if you had a bad opinion. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like wow. Yeah. If you thought Phil Spencer sucks, Someone's shit, dishing you the this headline's bad. No. But no, it's Phil, a really, Phil is a well-liked guy, right? Yeah, He's, it's a really okay. interesting read on it from, from okay. his career, who what he's trying to do with Xbox, reflecting on uh, where Xbox has been and where it's going. I highly recommend it. Everybody should head over there and do it. Uh, it's time for your wrong. This is where we ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash games to go to kindoffunny.com slash your wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up uh, so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash games, roosterteeth.com, podcast services around the globe. Capitalist Pig says uh, the PC, rele- PC builder release date on PC was January 29th, 2019. So it's been out a while there. It's just coming right now. Okay. It's brand new on Switch, Xbox One, and PS4. Ill Grill Chill says the year is 2019. <laughs> Thank you. We did fuck that up. <laughs> uh, nanobiologist says we missed a date. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege Operation Ember Rise has been revealed. More will be shown off during the ma- six major in Raleigh, August 18th. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, Ill Grill Chill says it's worth pointing out. It's worth noting that players for Nintendo Switch can create various profiles, one for U.S., Europe, and Japan. Uh, this way, any player can access those eShops, so Gary can start playing Bubble Bobble 4 oh, on the European release date. Interesting. He may need to purchase a European eShop gift card, though. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we missed uh, Ill Grill says there's a new uh, Ill Grill Chill says there's a new date. Uh, THQ Nordic will release Monkey King Heroes Back on PC and PS4 October 17th, 2019. So if you're looking for that, I'm sure, again, to a it's a big big deal to a small group of people. More power to you, monkey kings. You know what I mean? If you want to get back into the kingdom of monkeys, there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, that's been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Uh, remember today, this afternoon, 2 p.m., we're doing the Kind of Funny Games cast. It's me, Fran, and Andrea alongside Tim. Then tomorrow for Kind of Funny Games Daily, it is Andrea and boss baby himself, Barrett Courtney, stepping up. Oh, wow. The show. All right. And then Friday, Fran and Andrea take you into the weekend. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, uh, can, the Canadian National Exhibition is in Toronto. It is this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Me, Tim, and Andy up there, two panels a day. One kind of funny panel every day of us being clowns. One interesting deep dive interview panel. Me talking to some devs up there. Andrea said something on Twitter this morning that she and I are supposed to host one last show before she goes. Is that's that right? Correct. Is that on yeah. the schedule? Yeah, is it next Wednesday? I'm not going to reveal it. Oh, I don't, think we, I don't, I don't, I don't well, know. You should reveal it to me Did she, so that I know to show well, up. Well, if you would read your fucking emails. I, yeah. I just there. chuck those in the bin. God, I fucking hate <laughs> You were definitely on the What I'll email. tell you is this. It's a Tuesday. Mm. Oh, on a Tuesday, going up on okay. a Tuesday. Okay, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll connect with you after. Yeah, the show. Sure. Did, did Andrew reveal this on Twitter? Did she talk about when she's leaving? Some, no, it was. I somebody said something about, oh, you and Witter have to host one more time before you go, and she said, oh, we're totally doing that. And I replied, are we? Because I didn't know. Of course not. No, and nobody expects you to know these things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is why <laughs> you let your wife run. Everything. Hashtag miles away. <laughs> Do you think the kid who bought the dog reads for? <laughs> I'll see you at Silicon Valley Comic Con, I hope, this weekend. San Jose Convention Center. I'll be there Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, I'll also see you at PAX. Yeah. At the end of this month, I'll be competing in the inner website tournament, right? We'll do that. Uh, And there's a big PAX related announcement coming tomorrow. Stay tuned. I'll see you at the Canadian National Exhibition this weekend in Toronto. And then I'll see you at PAX for many things. There's the showcase. We'll hang out at PAX, showcase. right? Hell yeah, I'm going to meet Snowbike Mike for the first time. We're going to hang out. Yeah. Uh, Snowbike Mike uh, co-hosting the uh, Inner Website Championship with me. Oh, oh cool. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. So you don't, you don't compete? 
I did last year and I beat Rebecca Valentine, but then the thing, the screen flipped and I forgot my own rules and it looked like she won, so I let her go. And then like 15 minutes later, I was like, oh, fuck, I fucked Wait, that so up. Wait, so who was declared the winner? I technically, I mean, I won. But who was, decla- who was declared Rebecca. the winner? Okay. Yeah, That's yeah. What, what I was yeah. trying to get And to. then this year, I was just like, there's too many people who want to play. They can all play. You know what I mean? I got the training That's game. That's a nice trophy. way to do, avoid humiliation. Just recuse yourself entirely. <laughs> Don't trust me. You should go watch the video from last year. These people embarrass themselves. Oh yeah. Not knowing how to play fucking Overcooked. You kidding me? How did any of you get in this industry? <laughs> I look forward to it. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, it's been our pleasure to serve you.